when you're buying Bitcoin. <laughs> that's no, that's that's you're giving that's, someone else US dollars. Is that ethical? No, no, that's not ethical. But you should tell them, you know, about why are they <laughs> like you shouldn't sell Bitcoin, mate. What are you doing? Yeah. So I mean, so fine. Yeah. So you you open you open okay, you open three channels. You open one payment channel with Bitcoin, one payment channel with some shit coin, and you open a communication channels when you apologize. Just say I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You don't deserve this. Maybe think it through. <laughs> you, need, you need a troll box. Reckless review the authentic podcast by Toxic Bitcoin Maximalists for Toxic Bitcoin Maximalists. Subscribe now. Welcome to Reckless Review, episode number two. We don't have a name for it yet, but we will have soon. So, um, yeah, so these are your, we are your co-hosts. I'm uh, Udi Vertemer and uh, with me is uh, Lawrence Fishborn again, also, oh, known, no. as, uh, <laughs> also known as Lawrence, Lawrence Nahum. Oh, just call me Larry, right? Larry. Hi, Larry. Hey, Udi. Hey. Yes. So um, a lot of change since the last time we spoke. I yes. mean, we're, we're superstars now. We're famous. I mean, Basically. we have a nice... Uh, I mean, there's one guy that really doesn't like our production. He thinks it's low quality. I think he's right. You heard of him? I think we should bring him on as a producer. No, he's a competitor. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, that's the time to buy him out. Right, right. right. Should, should we get the other three guys or we're not really interested? I mean, let, let's get everyone. There's a couple of guys I like. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right we, we could merge we could merge yes yes i think now is the time it's, uh, episode two is when things start to fall into place yes they will see you know we'll start to get more followers and more people interested in us so they'll yeah. be convinced yeah they i mean they wouldn't have a choice we'll have a very good price because they will have to get in to survive so yeah so yeah i'm yeah, hopeful yeah. I'm yeah, we can make we can make them an offer. You know, they can't refuse. Yeah. Uh, right. So we got uh, quite an interesting list of topics. Right. Um, let's start with the hardware thing. I mean, some people wanted. I, uh, some guy wanted to know how you, how you can buy Tron. Um, because he was very interested in the last time about Tron, but yeah, I don't. I don't know. If maybe if they give us like uh, an affiliate link we can use. I don't want to promote it before that. You wait, are, are you talking about a Tron hardware wallet? No, Tron uh, the coin. Some guy watched listened to the last show and wanted to know how they can buy Tron because they're very interested. And how would you we made know? a good job promoting it. Oh. <laughs> but uh but no, I think that I think that we won't do it not this time. No, 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 not with uh, affiliate links, right? Exactly, exactly. So let's let's talk about hardware wallets a bit. Um, yep. I think this is something that you're uh, very interested in, hardware wallets and secure hardware. Yes, I'm very interested in, and also I had the pleasure to work with most of them, uh, integrating them um, in our wallet. Right, and, into uh, green address. Yeah, in uh, mostly the desktop app and the Android app, but uh, hopefully in the future... Uh, iOS as well through, you know, BLE, Bluetooth sort of thing. Uh, oh, right. Because I think there's a Ledger wallet that has a Bluetooth um, option now. Yeah, the Nano X. I I haven't tried it yet. I, I'm still waiting for mine. And uh, and thus, we're, we're also waiting for the integration. Um, but so it's interesting. And it's yeah, the so only option on iOS, I think. Right. So the Bluetooth thing is great for iOS. Other than that... I mean, I like the fact that, you know, most other wallets don't have radios, but for iOS, yeah. you don't have a choice. Not only you don't have a choice, well, it's kind of Apple's choice, right? If they wanted to, they could. Um, the, right. There is another choice, which is not nice either. It's a bit ugly. You could use uh, QR codes and, and a camera on the hardware wallet to pass mm. data back and forth. But, you know, it's not very right. convenient. Uh, and, and again, if you... If uh, the Bluetooth chip, it's like, uh, you know, a USB chip that it's separate from uh, the, the rest of the hardware wallet logic, then, you know, does it really matter that it's uh, cable versus Bluetooth? I mean, yes, sure, you have uh, privacy, privacy issues because ultimately you're not trusting the host, right? Right. 
And if you don't trust the host, does it really matter that the, the someone managed to put something in the cable? Because there is a, something as, a, you know, cables with chips that um, do evil stuff. Right. But, uh, but if you use the cable from the box, then... Yeah, then, then I only need to change the cable in the box to, to, to you know... Uh, to hack you, right? I don't need to change the, the device. Oh. All I do is uh, change right. the cable in the box and uh, be evil. Right. Uh, you know, they managed to, to put even um, um, just something in, inside the cable and uh, you get power from uh, the computer. You mean a wireless modem in, inside the cable? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can, they can do... I've seen people hiding in the cable ESP8266, which has Wi-Fi. Um, I haven't seen, I, I'm not sure if I've seen GSM or not. I think I did. Uh, or maybe it was GPS. Um, but in general, you can hide things and, uh, it's not too hard. They, they managed to make things, uh, hyper, you know, small and, yeah. um, it's fairly cheap and you get power from the cable, right? USB yeah. gives you power. So if you start assuming that the cable is evil anyway, then it doesn't really matter that you're using BLE. And f- as far as BLE goes, I think uh, they break it every so often, but the, uh, at least the algorithm used uh, nowadays are sound, seem sound, um, like right. ACDH with uh, numeric comparison, but uh, I'm still investigating that stuff, so I don't know. So you're what. saying the, the Bluetooth protocol has like built-in encryption and stuff? So yeah, but not only that, I'm saying that it's a separate chip um, from um, the rest. Yeah. And uh, it's a bit like uh, the other devices, which have a separate chip for the USB anyway. Right. Um, sometimes, not all of them, right? It depends. Right. But uh, in, the, in, in case of, not in case of Trezor, but in case of Ledger, they do have uh, two separate chips, and the chip that talks to USB is separate from the secure element. Yeah. So in this case... It, it is two separate chips now. I mean, it's just... it's. Use a chip and a Bluetooth chip now on the new Ledger, so you have like maybe uh, a wider attack surface because you have like two two vectors you could attack. Uh, maybe, but if you assume both of those are attack- oh, you mean in the the interface itself? Yes, of course. But if you assume that um, if you assume that both um, like the the I haven't seen the Nano X, of course, but the Nano yeah. S has two chips, one that talks to the buttons, the display and the USB, uh, and the secure element that talks only to the, that chip. Uh, and now the Nano X has um, a chip that it's uh, has secure I.O. And so it talks directly to the display and to the buttons. But in order to talk to USB or to the Bluetooth, it uses this other chip. So I think the design is fairly similar, but more secure now. Um, Right. Then it then it was, and uh, you don't have to use the Bluetooth. So possibly, if it's disabled, you reduce that attack surface. But I don't really see it as an attack surface if you if you think that it's just substituting the um, the chip that is doing USB and using exactly the same interface. Right. Um. I mean. Yeah. Not not more so than an evil USB cable. Let me put it that way. Yeah. It, it gives me the same concern. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And it's good that you can now use it with, uh, I mean, when it's ready, you'll be able to use it with iPhones and Apple devices. It's nice. Yeah, and let's be fair. Even if Apple added support for, you know, touching your USB hardware wallet uh, so they use cable, cable is generally better, right? Um, the the problem to me seems uh, of user experience. It's really not convenient to touch USB devices to mobiles. It's fairly painful once i tried yeah. to make coffee with it oh man <laughs> there was a mission and i also had 2fa multi-sig enabled so it was really really painful a hardware yeah. wallet involved a second device to get the code so um, yeah you know work but you, you could imagine like a device that has you know that plugs directly into your phone you know has like the the connector to your iphone or whatever and plugs directly into it and, and now you need maybe... a usb-c as well as uh, whatever ios uses yeah is it lining it's called Lightning, yeah. Right. It's an altcoin. The, the iPhone. <laughs> I heard port, of it. The iPhone port <laughs> is a, is an altcoin. It's known. So yeah, um, yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess I guess wireless makes sense in a way. I don't know, but I, I think you would want to pair it every time, or maybe not. 
Or you could do trust on first use, uh, a little bit like SSH. You you connect to a host, it tells you, oh, it has this key. Do you want to accept it? Yes. And from yeah. then on uh, forth, if it ever changes and they can, you know, man in the middle or whatever, it will warn you and it will not connect. Um, right. Something like that would probably cover 90%, maybe more. But yeah, yeah you and, could... And it has a screen so it can show you like a fingerprint or something. So you don't have to do blind trust on first use. Yeah, and uh, maybe it, uh, the display is good enough for even a QR code, in which case the mobile could just scan it and that's the pairing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I maybe. I haven't received it, as uh, as I said. But the possibilities are, you know, are there. Yeah. So do you think that, um, like, iOS wallets will, uh, will implement support for the new Ledger or is it just going to be the software from Ledger itself that uses it? Well, I would like to support it. Um, just because uh, on iOS, unfortunately, you don't have that option yet. Yeah. And uh, I've always been uh, of the opinion that any other wallet, uh, it's better than not having one. As long as you are well aware of uh, the limitations, of course. In some cases, you, you have to have a passphrase and so on. Uh, but yeah, I mean, using a hardware wallet, it's better than not using it. And, you know, yeah. given that on iOS, uh, uh, people don't have this option. Yes, I think... Uh, it's good, and I will support it. Great. So as long as we're speaking about um, hardware wallets and phones, what, what do you think about the new phones that kind of have built-in, what they call built-in hardware wallets? Like the Samsung S10, and there's a phone from HTC, and there are some smaller you, ones too. I, I'm assuming, I haven't really investigated this too much, but I'm assuming, I'm assuming they're using T. Um, trusted execution environment. Uh, it's right. an ARM feature that allows you to isolate in layer zero and layer one, or maybe maybe even layer minus one and and layer zero, whatever. Um, some code. So it's a feature the, of the of the main CPU of the device. It's not a separate yeah. chip. Well, sometimes I think, at least in the past, they they may have had uh, separate chips. Uh, I think nowadays is uh, embedded and. Uh, you can think of it as a virtualized secure element of, so, of sorts. Um, yeah. It's not as secure as one because the surface is uh, higher. And uh, I don't know, occasionally there, there have been mistakes that make the whole point uh, pointless because you can um, exfiltrate data from, from it. Uh, or, you know, some people manage through cache attacks or, you know, if you have other apps running on the device, then uh, um, it, it's problematic. Right. Uh, but otherwise, if you don't, if it's a dedicated device and you don't have other apps running on it, uh, maybe they do provide, uh, uh, and, and, and certainly it seems an improvement from keeping keys outside of uh, this uh, enclave. But this enclave hasn't been proven yet, I think. I mean, uh, it's not used in, in anger yet. I mean, maybe a little bit because some cards are using it with, uh, you know, Apple Pay and, and Google Pay. But yeah. But that's not very open to the developers yet. You right. kind of have to have NDAs with the manufacturers. Uh, you do support and uh, suddenly, you know, you only support one device. To support five, you have to do a lot more work. And even then, it's only five. It's not like uh, every device out there can be targeted. Or at least that was a situation uh, a year ago when I investigated this. I know stuff is moving fast, but really, I don't think it's uh, completely there yet. Yep. Um, what do you think? I mean, one one thing that uh, seems uh, a bit scary to me is not related to the actual hardware specifications at all. It's more about um, you, you're walking around with a phone that kind of screams um, that you have uh, Bitcoins on it or whatever, digital assets on it. Um, it depends on the phone. So the Galaxy S10 is a generic phone that a lot of people will have. But the HTC phone is a phone, they call it a blockchain phone, whatever that means. And it's a very specific phone for people who have cryptocurrencies so it's you know you walk around you talk with whatsapp and whatever and everyone around you immediately i mean if they if they know something about the scene then they immediately know that you probably have you're probably keeping on the device some coins and i mean hopefully people are not pulling out uh, trezors and ledgers in the in the train or whatever but with the phone you're going to do it all the time so um, I don't know. It, it should be a generic phone. I agree, but but yeah. also uh, for the same reason, I agree. You shouldn't use a ledger or Trezor as a keychain, right? Or uh, right, <laughs> anything yeah, like that. You, 
But then, but then you're talking about a bigger issue, like um, generic hardware versus um, versus uh, specialized devices. Right. Specialized devices means I'm giving my address or you know an address within my reach, ideally, um, to receive a device, and I'm saying, hey, I'm, I'm buying this because I want to use it for for cryptocurrencies or you yeah. know, ideally Bitcoin. Um, but but then if I buy an average mobile. Uh, or you know any generic hardware where you can install software on uh, tablets or iPod touches or whatever, then you can just make sure that you run one single app and uh, you keep uh, things up to date or maybe offline as much as possible, whatever. Uh, I think that may be better if you if you yeah in, in some you know depending on how you look at this yeah depending on your threat model I guess. And you can uh, decide how you want to go with it. You can get, I mean, there are people selling uh, hardware wallets like Trezor and Ledger face-to-face. So you can go to some reseller and, and buy it uh, with cash. And then you're more private. Yes, more private, but maybe not less targeted. Uh, because one thing is targeting someone for the privacy or, you know, for their coins uh, yeah. physically. Or, you know, by knowing the address and whatnot. The other one is just uh, changing the device, and that I can do right uh, at the resale level or um, big distribution level. We, we I mean, I, I suppose most people buy directly from the manufacturers. So the the yeah, I guess. But but there is a supply chain, and I don't know to the end user, and uh, there's uh, lots of space for for issues. And, and keep in mind that there's some people cloning treasures and so on and so forth. Uh, and selling them on Amazon, and uh, I'm I'm not really sure what's the story there, but potentially one 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 uh, one, this, one explanation I heard was that the word treasure itself um, uh, it's a normal you know vocabulary word and it's very hard to it, it cannot really be trademarked um, mm. or something like that, and so people can reuse the name. I, I'm not I'm not really sure what's the legal situation there to be honest, but there are clones around. Yeah, and and some of them may not be evil, but some could easily be evil, and uh, it's easy to get them on Amazon. Right, right. Well, at least the ledger like has like a certificate from the manufacturer that can be verified when connected to your computer, if you trust the the um, chip. The man. Well, yes, not not. It's not even if you trust the chip. Actually, well, it's if you trust the manufacturer. Um, yeah. Yeah. Basically, what do you what do you, and, what and do you suggest? You trust I think to not leak the the certificate. That too, I guess. Yes. Um, but what I'm really saying, yeah, I think that's called um, remote attestation. Yeah. And uh, they can prove uh, that you know it's it's something under their control that, that nobody else can has access to, assuming yeah. that you know they're not evil and the hardware is good. Yeah. So yeah, no, that's good, and uh, that's something you cannot do with generic hardware or without right. uh, secure element. Right, because then someone could copy the certificate outside of the device and and fake it. I guess. Yeah, or or, or at least it's uh, much easier to do that, and once it's done, it's game over. Yeah. Or at least that part is game over. That the remote decision will be yeah. game over fairly fast. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's say you get like a phone like this, let's say the Galaxy S10, which is generic. Um, and let's say that we trust the chip for some reason. Um, so I'm pretty sure we don't have the phone yet. I don't think that anyone in the community tried the phone, but I'm pretty sure that the wallet isn't going to be open source, like the software that they use the app. And I think it's also probably safe to assume that they, I don't know, but I think it's pretty safe to assume that they wouldn't let uh, other developers have access to it. So it's probably just, you know, just their app. So do you think that if the software app is closed source, do you think that's uh, a good reason to avoid it? Or maybe it's good enough because we trust them anyway? So Ledger experimented with this and they opened up the APIs and we even had a green uh, bits integration. Um, which, uh, as I mentioned earlier, only worked on a limited number of devices. Yeah. Um, Samsung, I think. Um, Samsung Note, mostly. Yeah, but I it think was they a, called it a Trustlet, Ledger Trustlet, right? Y- yes, yes, possibly, that's it. Yeah. Um, 
And uh, so I, I think it would be smart of Samsung to open that up, but uh, I could also see that maybe that's not... Uh, I, it depends whether their end goal is uh, to sell hardware or whether their end goal is to uh, you know, become a popular wallet. Or I don't really know what they have in mind. Yeah, I'm not sure they have a very clear strategy for this. Yeah, yet. someone said uh, they're trying to throw stuff and see what sticks. Yeah, probably, which is okay. Yeah, um, but yeah, I'm. I, I don't know. I'm. I, I'm a bit concerned about it being uh, closed source all the way. You know, you get you get this uh, wallet app that you know nothing about, and you don't know much about who built it and and what kind of considerations and models they had in in mind. But um, how how do you even know it's not open source? I mean, maybe they're going to open source. I don't know. It. I don't know. I, I suspect. Um, I, I, here's the thing. We, there there have been some rumors that it's been built by... Um, I don't remember. I think it's called Engine, which is some company who did an ICO and they have a token, but they also built a wallet that supports Bitcoin and Ethereum and some other stuff. Well, this is a disaster. Uh, I yeah. mean, it's already <laughs> starting really bad. Yeah. Um, so now I, I'm not sure it's true, but the, they support their token. So it seems like there's some... If it's going to be closed there. source, they're going to you know shoot their own foot, really, because uh, wallets cannot be closed source. It's just... Too much to ask. Yeah, I mean, it's it's too much to, to ask to trust it if it's closed source. But then again, um, you already trust them, right? Because they build the operating system, they build the chip, they build everything. Uh, the chip is built by Samsung, by the way. It's a Samsung chip. So you trust the chip, you trust the software. The, the, the but it's a bit easier to, to test um, hardware wallets, you know, pure hardware wallets, uh, whether they are with the secure elements or not. Um, that you know they they work according to the specification and they don't leak data. They use the correct uh, deterministic right. signatures and so on and so because forth. Because they're simpler and they have simple API. Don't do a lot. Right? Yeah, a GUI app, closed source with no interfaces that you can, uh, other than the GUI, uh, other than the graphical user interface on Android, doesn't seem inspiring in the least. Uh, yeah, you, you can't even test it really. Oh, and also they have, um, okay, they have one feature, which it sounds amazingly stupid, but we don't know much about it yet. I suspect that the communications team didn't do a good job about describing it. They say that you can back up your private key on the Samsung cloud. So if you lose your phone, you're fine. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. So this sounds, it, it sounds extremely, extremely bad <laughs> it also yeah. means that the 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 key leaves the uh leaves the chip right yeah yeah well you could assume it's encrypted but it wouldn't be encrypted to that specific chip because you just right. said you could lose the device so yeah you, you just log in in your account and you get it back so at best it's encrypted with the user password which is uh, fairly Not Not stupid yeah 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 that's <laughs> With, I mean, that's the thing with those uh, products. You, you don't know anything about it until you have it in your hand, and even then you can't be sure. Uh, so I guess we will see with time. But um, I think it's probably safe to say that if someone uh, really cares about their uh, coins, then probably don't put it so fast into a wallet that we know nothing about, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I always start small on a, on a new wallet or, you know, wait. Wait for others. Uh... Yeah. Wait for someone else to make the mistake and, and cry about it on Reddit. That's a good strategy. Or Twitter, but yes. Or Twitter, yep. And open source is not guaranteed either. Um, there have right. been open source things that had uh, either tremendous bugs uh, or even malice, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it's never guaranteed that, first of all, a lot of time projects are open source, but no one is looking at them. Um, so, and, you know, uh, end users don't necessarily understand what it means they, they look they see a check mark yes it's open source and that's all they're going to check because they don't know what it means anyway um, but sometimes you know just there's no interest so no one would look for bugs this happens yeah, yeah, yeah. and even if people are looking for it then a lot of times they won't find it that's that's how it is yeah re reviews are hard to come by and uh yeah so the, the less size on a project, the, 
the more likely the bugs or even malice. Yeah. Okay. So anything else about hardware wallets? Well, there's a PSBT maybe to discuss. I really can't wait for all of them to support it because then... Uh, then, all right. Uh, PSBT is, is, uh, is partially signed Bitcoin transactions, which is... Yeah, a, it's a... Yeah, it's, go ahead. It's a standard to... Um, well, to, to get a transaction signed um, across uh, boundaries. So, you, you know, maybe you're using Bitcoin Core, but you want to use a hardware wallet. Um, or maybe, you know, you're using any other uh, software wallet that supports PSPT. That means uh, you, you can flawlessly integrate with any other wallet that supports PSPT. Um, yeah. So it makes interoperability much easier. Um, yeah. And also, I mean, Bitcoin Core right now can create like PSBT transactions. And actually, I think that for the next release for, uh, for Bitcoin Core 0.18, um, they already merged a lot of the infra- infrastructure that you would need to use a hardware wallet with it. So there's no UI and there's no like driver built into Bitcoin Core, but it already has everything it needs to transfer uh, transactions outside, sign them somewhere, get it back. And there's actually a project by Andrew Chow that's called HWI, I think, which was probably hardware interface or something like that. That's uh, It's a Python project, but you can use it with the late next release of Bitcoin Core to kind of manage everything that's related to getting the transaction to your um, hardware wallet, sign it, get it back, send it. Um, it's command line, but it's a, it's a pretty huge improvement. And from here on, it can probably be integrated strongly and maybe in the future even become part of the UI for users that don't use the command line. Yeah, it's a huge um, step forward. Uh, I think it's still experimental. So, uh, yeah, you know, beware and if you're reckless, go ahead. Yeah, uh, probably think, best uh, to use only on testnet for now. Yeah, for example, uh, I think Rex Sanders also contributed a ton. I don't know if uh, mostly on Ledger or both. Mm-hmm. Ledger and Trezor. But yeah, it's a, it's a great step forward and I can't wait for that to be more streamlined and maybe integrated. They recently merged that repo, not merged the repo, sorry, but uh, put that repo under the Bitcoin org. So it's getting the right attention. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I know that's great. HWI is great. Yeah. And for now, I mean, before it's ready for production, people can use Electrum Personal Server with Bitcoin Core, so you get a, an Electrum server that is backed by Bitcoin Core, and you can run it on it on your own laptop or whatever because it's not very heavy, and it supports Prune nodes even. And then you connect your own Electrum client, which already supports hardware wallets. So it's a lot of parts in this mix, but it works. So that's another way. Yeah, that's great. The one limitation of uh, Electrum personal server that I heard of, I don't know if it has been addressed yet, um, it's that it only supports one uh, client at the same time. So if you right. are willing to afford a little bit more s- this space, there's um, there's another Electrum server which is fairly light. Uh, think um, think under 50 gigs of disk. That um, that is called the Electrus. Um, uh, the Rust uh, the Rust implementation, right? Yes, um, it's a Rust implementation. Uh, the GitHub handle of uh, the creator, the maintainer, is um, Roman Z or Roman and then Z. And uh, I like that a lot. Um, I've been uh, trying to help out a little bit here and there. Um, I think it's a great project. And uh, at the moment, it's not really completely ready for exposing it uh, you know, to the public internet. It's It's useful for your own thing because... Uh, it makes a, a fair amount of uh, calls to uh, the Bitcoin Core RPC right. or API. So, it, uh, but but in general, it's uh, it's good. Right. So you're saying it's a good option for local for for the same setup where you want to have like an Electrum server on the on the same machine as an Electrum client, and then use a hardware wallet. It's a or other thing stuff, yeah. In an office or you know, in a home where you have multiple people that uh, need an Electrum server, yeah. Um, then it's fine because it's not completely you know dust resistant yet. 
uh, but otherwise, uh, it's uh, more functional. And basically, the the biggest uh, uh, fix is that it's uh, it works for multiple clients. Right. Yeah, and but, you don't have to tell it which addresses to track, right? It's tracking all addresses. Yes, but that also means you cannot. It's not pruned, and right. uh, yeah, yeah. So it's a trade-off. If you wanted exactly. to support a few users, then it's really great. Okay, so I think we can move on to the next subject. Yep. Yeah, which would be lightning on exchanges. Yes, I've been advocating for this forever. Not not so much in, um, um, you know, in terms of Lightning because Lightning didn't even exist uh, when I started advocating for this, but just basically payment channels, because it means that uh, the exchange uh, doesn't have as much control over the coins until you need them uh, right. to execute a trade. Um, and that means, uh, you know, even if the exchange is hacked, those coins can't be touched until then. So the, you reduce the window. Uh, and, and the fact that now Lightning is out there means that the, the, finally we have the tools for the traders, for the users right. to, to, you know, to do this payment channel uh, thing. Now, the, I guess the only issue is that Lightning so far was uh, only designed and advocated for small amounts. And uh, for exchanges, possibly you need more, right? Right. Right, so you're saying just Lightning Network does a lot of things, but one of the things it does is it implements payment channels, which we were talking about for many years now, but now we finally have like a working implementation. And we can use it just to move coins from the user side to the exchange side, right? So I can have coins on my side and have them like kind of safe. And whenever I want to trade, I move them to the exchange side and then I can do some trading and when I'm done, I can immediately move it back, so I don't have to, I don't have to have funds on the exchange just to be ready to trade, right? Yeah, and it would be really fast because it's all um, off-chain uh, payment channel lining payments. And the only thing that this wouldn't work for is for things that you want to leave in the order book, like um, um, right. You know, stop losses for selling Bitcoin. And so you 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 want to have. Uh, for those, you you need to, you know, send send them in advance to the exchange. But what you could do is, you know, just give them a transaction that send them in advance and they execute it if it goes uh, right. And they don't if they don't. But the recipient address could easily be cold storage. So even if someone does hack the exchange, um, mm. you see what I mean? Yeah. 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 So, yeah, there's, there's a lot that can be done, I think, with payment channels and... Uh, and exchanges, I, I probably some of them are looking at it. D did you hear of um, Arwen Protocol? A R W E N. I'm not sure. Can you? It's, yeah. So it's more? um, it's from um, uh, Ethan Heilman who wrote the Tumblebits um, uh, paper and a few other papers too. Um, and I think his co-founder is Sharon Goldenberg, Goldenberg, something like that. So anyway, they have, um, it's, you know, it's similar to what you're talking about, but a little more involved. Um, so you can have an exchange and let's say that for some reason you want to trade, uh, shit coins, which aren't Bitcoin. So you open a channel. You don't say. Yeah. For some reason. So you open a channel one with one of bitcoins with the exchange and another one of some other coin with the exchange. I know and you're then, assuming that the other coin has lining. Um, well, you're assuming if it's Bitcoin based, like Litecoin or whatever, then it's trivial. So it's a bit of a waste of time. Uh, you know, some people like trading. Zcash okay. Let's assume you really want to. Everything is with... a waste of time. You know? Okay. Let's assume you want to waste some time. Yeah. You want to waste time? No, you you know how you know how it works. You you assume, assume that someone you think else someone else wants exactly <laughs> exactly. You think someone else is going to waste time, and you want to waste your time before them so you can dump your drugs on them. So is that ethical? <laughs> I mean, it's legal for sure, but is is that ethical, moral? Um, it's is a hard it ethical? Question. It's a very hard question. I don't know. 
Like if, I don't know. if you know when that you're this selling is toxic, okay, and here's you buy the thing. just to sell it to someone else. When you're selling your bitcoins for uh, for dollars for US dollars, is that ethical? Yeah. I'm getting the toxic stuff. Sorry, so that, uh, the opposite. The opposite. When you're buying Bitcoin, <laughs> that's no. That's that's you're giving that's, someone else US dollars. Is that ethical? No, no, that's not ethical. But you should tell them, you know, about why are they <laughs> like you shouldn't sell Bitcoin, mate. What are you doing? Yeah. So I mean, so fine. So you you open you open okay. You open three channels. You open one payment channel with Bitcoin, one payment channel with some shitcoin, and you open a communication channels when you apologize. Just say I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you don't deserve this. Maybe think it through. <laughs> you need you need a troll box. Okay, I think they have that already. Yes. So you do. You know you. You you say sorry and then you start this protocol of exchanging the coins. So you basically have you do kind of an atomic swap um, between the two channels. And usually atomic swaps are kind of scary because, um, it, well, in a trading uh, environment it's a bit scary because um, you're kind of giving a free option to the other side, which means um, one of the sides can back off. So one, one side has to be committed to the trade. Let's say you want to get um, 10 Litecoins because you're dumb and I want to get Bitcoins. So we, I, one of us will have to commit first and the other side can, can have some time, like 10 minutes or whatever, to say, no, I'm backing out. And then if the price moves, then the, 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 the side that didn't commit can decide to break the trade. So in that way, one side kind of gives a free option to the other side, and that means the trading can be manipulated and they can lose money. So they so, could fix this with a trusted uh, third party that... Exactly. So what they're doing, they're just saying, okay, so the, there will be an exchange, and the exchange is a trusted third party that we trust to... To, to not, not collude with yeah, the one or the other. Yeah, to not collude with anyone. And then you're not trusting the exchange with the funds. You're just trusting them to not collude. And if they collude, maybe you lose like uh, a small margin, but you're not going to lose your uh, deposit. So, so yeah. So I think it's um it's interesting if again if for some reason idea. want to if for some reason want to trade uh, shit coins, then this is a nice way to do it. Or stable coins, right? Stable coins, of course. The future I mean, of finance. I don't know, but they, they, I think they almost make more sense than than the Bitcoin clones. They do, I think. But why not just um, why not, <laughs> why not just use PayPal? <laughs> well, okay. yeah, also, why, why not both? But why not PayPal? They, why not something like uh, I don't know PayPal, PayPal, oh Charmian Bank, yes, but PayPal. I don't really like the idea of uh, uh, sign up, uh, terms of service, and and all that. It's kind of boring. Yeah, but you have that with stable coins too. Not not all of them. I mean, isn't well, that, it true that I could say, "Hey, Udi, send me some Tether on this address, and you can send it to me." Okay, and so yeah, the nice thing about Tether is that yeah, you can do pretty much whatever you want, and that's Tether. So For I heard the other some stable of them coins, they're different. Yeah, yeah, but that's not cool. Yeah, what's the point? Use PayPal. Yeah, but with Tether, if you're holding Tether, you're, you're afraid that someone will at some point say that they're breaking too many rules and will shut them down. So at least with the others, because they're regulated and they follow KYC and stuff, you know that this is less likely to happen. But so if that have... happens, let's assume for a second that, you know, the, that the threat is the regulator and not, and, and that the funds are there and everything is uh, yeah. fine. Um, I'm sure the regulator will want to give the money back to the people that have the token as opposed to take the money, right? Um, I'm not sure. I mean, they could always say... So there are a few things they could do. I, I would imagine that the first thing that would happen is that they would say, if you want your money back, you need, you need to do KYC now, right? Yeah, that I can see happening. Um, True. And some people won't like that. Um, and also, who knows? They'll probably deny some withdrawals for arbitrary reasons because that's how it goes. I mean, they will probably f be fair to most people, but there will yeah, probably but also be some false positives and so on. Fair enough. Yeah, no, I'm not saying, you know, stable coins are as good as Bitcoin. You'll never hear that from me. <laughs> right. They're, they're better. They're, no. <laughs> they're the improved Bitcoin. They will win. Uh, which brings us to Facebook coin. I heard uh, <laughs> nothing about uh, other than rumors. What yeah. did you hear? Yeah, Facebook coin. Um, 
a lot of people like talking about Facebook coin because it's a it's a name it's a big name you know it's Facebook and a lot of people are expecting that if Facebook says the word uh, blockchain then all our problems will be magically solved you know? it usually goes that way um, <laughs> I think uh, I think they got some banking licenses uh, in some countries yeah that I think I think I heard that one too um, so Here's what's going on with Facebook coin. Here's what we know, right? So Facebook has um, uh, one of Facebook's uh, most well-known executives is a guy named uh, David Marcus. He was the president of PayPal once, um, and then he moved to Facebook and he did some roles on, uh, on their messenger team. I think he led their messenger department. Um, and he's also very much into Bitcoin for many years now. He's been very open about it. Um, I think he's, he was one of the earliest people on, on Silicon Valley who talked a lot about Bitcoin. He was on the board of Coinbase, but he left when he joined Facebook. Um, so he's been into this stuff for a while and he's been talking about it too. And at some point he left the messenger team on Facebook and they gave him this f- blockchain department. So it's public that he's leading the Facebook's blockchain thing, but no one really knows what the blockchain thing is. Um, there are a lot of people working on it, um, but there's no not much other than that. And the rest is rumors. Like, um, I mean, Mark Zuckerberg recently said in some interview that he hopes they can use Facebook uh, blockchain. He hopes they can use the blockchain to um, improve the way that identity works and that you will be able to log in to apps using your Facebook account without handing over your data. Um, I don't know what it means. I don't know if he knows what a blockchain is and how it's relevant to what he said, but this is what he says. Um, so that's one thing. Another thing that people are talking about, and there are a lot of rumors about it, that they're doing some sort of a stable coin, um, which is um, going to be made by a few, not just one, but a few currencies held in... Uh, held oh, in so it's reason. a basket. Interesting. Because exactly. I, so. I was going to ask this question. Are they going to do multiple currencies like USD, Euro, Yen, whatnot? Or are they going to do a basket? So the basket idea, I think it's interesting because um, it, it's, uh, it, it should be more stable, <laughs> I yeah. guess. Yeah, um, yeah. But then, you know, but then people are saying just very, a lot of things that I don't understand about it. Like, okay, let's say they do this, right? They, they There are also rumors that they've been talking with uh, known cryptocurrency exchanges. I don't know which ones. But that they've been talking with exchanges to list this in the future when it's available. So let's say they do that. Um, what's next? I mean, they, people are saying that they could use it to help people do remittances to pay over each other overseas. Like you'll open WhatsApp and you'll pay your friend who lives in another country. Um, and sure, you obviously you will be able to send them the coin. But once they get the stable coin, what's next? Because it's not, you know, you're still going to have to either redeem it somehow or you're going to have to sell it on some exchange. I mean... So if they're smart, they're going to allow people to use this stuff without having a Facebook account. Because otherwise, uh, I think it's dead on arrival. For me, at least. I'm not going to use it. Yeah. But, you know, if... if Are you going to use it if they don't require a Facebook account? Because it's still money held in reserves by Facebook. Well, Facebook is bigger than, I don't know, most stable coins provider, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they, they're better at tech in general, probably. Probably. Uh, and and uh, this would be a basket. So it's kind of different and interesting. It may be useful to do arbitrage across exchanges. I mean, it's not something for me. I don't really, I'm not a big uh, trader or, you know, I'm a... Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not really good at that stuff. Yeah, but I mean, like stable coins right now, like the Tether, of course, and also the smaller ones like the USDC and the Gemini thing, and there are a lot. So it's mostly, I think that it's mostly traders using them to do settlement between exchanges and arbitrage and so on. So I would assume that this is not a game that Facebook is particularly interested in joining. I mean, why, why would they care about that? I, I, I would expect um, Facebook to target consumers as opposed to traders, right? Yeah. But um, ultimately, what you really want is um, as much adoption as you can get, regardless of 
what is it used for and uh, if it's not open and inclusive even if it's a private blockchain of some kind like i'm not i'm i don't think they're going to use proof of work or anything or, or even proof of stake right it's just going to be probably use tron <laughs> really no are you joking <laughs> no i'm sarcastic please don't but, buy tron right now no but i don't know the, the, whatever they're going to use um, i'm not really uh, I don't care too much because I don't think we need to trust the blockchain itself. We're trusting them. Right. So why not buy like an ETF? You can buy a basket, an ETF for a basket of currencies and that's it. I don't know. Maybe because blockchains are a little bit more interoperable or because uh, you can do some some basic stuff without KYC necessarily. Um, yeah. I guess it less depends. friction. Like less friction. Right. Right. Well, I guess it depends if, I mean, because, if, but Facebook could do all of that. I mean, I think that it's safe. Uh, I don't know. They could do I, it with an open database with some open APIs that yeah. don't really require. Really? Yeah, no, exactly. sure. They could. Um, and, and that's really what? Uh, bank 3.0? I mean, yeah. we have that already. There's banks that have APIs. They're not really open or some of them. So they could many. make it open. They could have one which, which is truly open. Um, and maybe still retain some privacy for the users because uh, not everything is going to be published on chain for everyone. Well, it doesn't even have to be blockchain, right? Like they use, um, they could use... Um, um, Atomian Bank. Exactly. <laughs> why? I don't understand why stable coins and, uh, and security tokens aren't Chomian Banks. I guess because uh, all the libraries out there are not really targeted at that. They would have to write everything from but scratch. But everyone is building their own new blockchain anyway. Are they? I mean, a few of them, but mostly are clones of clones of clones, no? Mm, well, I, I mean, guess you, you, you know more. So. You, you are more involved with this stuff than, than I am. So I'm proudly know. very much involved with a lot of shitcoin stuff. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, some of it, I guess, yeah, some of it uses various forks of Ethereum, but I think that the more serious ones are not um, for a couple of reasons. One is because Ethereum isn't very great. And I think it's also uh, has a lot to do with, um, you know, PR and uh, ego. And so, so it makes them more serious because they rewrite everything? Interesting. Yeah. I, well, the word serious is maybe not in place. I meant the more funded ones. Okay. Yeah. Maybe not serious. I don't know. I don't know. People have apps, you know, people have like uh, Robinhood and apps like that where you can trade stocks on your phone. Why do you need a blockchain? I don't, I don't get it. And if you really want transparency, then just ask them to... To publish every day all the transactions that they did. I don't think that's a good thing, but if this is what you want, then go ahead. No, I think there, there are situations where, where it makes sense to, to go blockchain, I think. But, but, but tell me if I'm wrong. Like, let's say we have a bunch of issuers because you're not going to have just one for USD and one for. Yeah. And, and, you know, and um, so a bunch of issuers for a bunch of uh, currencies. Maybe some are banks, some are just companies, so on and so forth. Some of them are doing baskets like Facebook. Right. And they're bigger bank, uh, sorry, bigger, um, you know, companies and maybe even banks, because if they have the license, they, they are banks effectively. Um, so if, if they're all, uh, Chomian's tokens, uh, um, it, it's not trivial, if I understand correctly, to, to swap them. Like, you know, let's assume we, we trust some, some, uh, issuers, mm -hmm. uh, and, and we wanted to swap some stuff. I don't know if that's trivial or not, but I don't think so. Um, atomically, um, at least, you know, without a trusted uh, uh, party. And uh, if you instead try to, you know, create a consortium of uh, all the issuers uh, or the most important issuers or whatever, I don't know who it should really be, but, uh, and, and, you know, get them on, uh, you know, to, to, to co-sign that blockchain and to allow people to issue assets and to swap those assets atomically. Um, that's kind of uh, the advantage you get, like some interop. It sounds like you're talking about the system in particular. I don't know how to color my coins. Finger. Color yes, coins. colored. Co <laughs> 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 yeah, I was thinking of another one. Yeah, I, I, um, I guess the atomic thing maybe makes sense. I mean, you could ask the issuer if they're running a Chomian bank. By the way, we didn't explain what the Chomian bank is. What is uh, it, uh, Woody? Tell us. 
<laughs> okay, I'll try. I'll try. So, um, I think it was Digicash which first used it, um, probably, which was... Uh, cut, cut to the chase. We don't need the history. We, we just need to know what it I'm is. I'm explaining the name. It was founded okay. by David Chaum. So, that's okay. why we call it Chaumian Bank. So, oh, wait. There's an ICO for that, no? I don't... Um, there is a David Chaum ICO. Let's not talk about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think we have... <laughs> I don't think we have time to talk about this ICO. No, nor the knowledge. I like, I don't even know <laughs> no, if it exists. I have zero knowledge about it. Zero knowledge proof. <laughs> um, yeah. So where was I? So the, the Chomian bank thing allows you to kind of use, you have a central authority and you can kind of send them messages which say that you would like. So no, they send you a message. That is signed with a blind signature, which means that not all of the parties can see um, uh, who signed what. So you get like a proof that you that they said that you own some coins and you can send that proof to someone else. And then the someone that the, the so let's say Alice sends it to Bob, Bob will have to ask the bank if it's valid, if the the, the coin that they received is valid. And the bank can't tell who sent it because it uses a blend signature. So he knows that it's valid and he knows it wasn't used before. So you solve the double spending problem, but he doesn't know who sent it. So it would be hard for them to censor it because they don't know where it came from. So they can't just say, no, we censored. We don't let you get it. Because well, other than IP network checks. Yes, you're right. Yeah, it's, uh, it's very right. private. It's the most private thing I know out there. The only limitation of it, as far as I understand, is that uh, because of the way it works, you don't know about um, issuance. Right. So, so you, um, the, the bank can issue as much as he wants. Uh, there's no way to know. But um, So that's the little flaw, right? Yeah. But it's going to be regulated anyway. So, you know, some regulator is going to... To look at that, and also, can't they? I don't. I'm. I'm just. Uh, I'm just saying things out loud. I don't know if it's a good idea or not. Can't they just publish all of the tokens that they signed, and then people can see if they're or like a Merkle root of it or something, and then people can see if they're included or not. Um, well, if it's a Merkle know. root, it doesn't help. I don't but know. If they I, publish the whole thing, then maybe, maybe you can count them just and see. You know. I'm I don't not know. sure. What if they don't publish the ones that they inflated? So the if, thing is, if, if you someone think doesn't see see their token, then it's not valid. I don't know. No, but they may have issued more than and and not distributed it yet, or right. distributed but at some to point someone that is not checking. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe you can do something to mitigate it. But the other thing is, um, I, as far as I remember, you you kind of have uh, denominations. You can't have a 27.9. You have to send right. uh, some, some bigger denomination or some of them. Uh, I don't even know if you can do that. But basically, the server gives you back change in, uh, you know, in, in denomination. So it has to issue new coins. Right. Um, and uh, Yeah. Yeah, it's not perfect. I think that for something like, you know, for something like... Um, I don't know, a gold stable coin, a US dollar stable coin, where you, you have to trust the issuer to have, to back it anyway. That makes some sense. But I agree with you that the trade-offs are different. For sure. Yeah, you need some uh, in-meet world uh, verification for that sort of thing. Yeah. Right? Or, you know, some other parties to guarantee, but even then you're trusting someone. Yep. Yep. Okay. So why would why did we start talking about Chomian banks? I don't remember. We so were talking that's... about Facebook coin and uh, stablecoin issuers. Um, okay. Um, Anything more on that? Not really. I mean, I, it's all rumors. We don't know that much. Yeah. Maybe nothing happens. Maybe Facebook adopts Bitcoin. I hope so. That would be the right choice. Probably will never happen. Not never. Not never, but not now. It's inevitable. It's inevitable. Well, Bitcoin will stay long, longer than Facebook, right? So maybe, so maybe it's not inevitable. Maybe yeah. Facebook will disappear before they adopt Bitcoin. Maybe. I mean, yeah, <laughs> we we will see. We will see. It's a gamble. 
It's a gamble. <laughs> so, <laughs> so on gambling. Well, we were talking that about was the... a that was a great uh, segue, Lawrence. I know, I know. I, I liked it. I, I'm, I'm it's a gamble. So, well, we were talking about exchanges, and uh, yeah. a lot of it is gambling, really. Especially if you go leverage or huge margins and and whatnot. Yeah. Have you tried? Um, well, in my dark past, maybe. Not any time recently. When, when you were an option trader, when I <laughs> binary <laughs> option trader. I mean, it took me it, it took me time to realize. I I was a huge uh, Dogecoin fan once. No, yeah. you? Yep, yep, yep. Um, it was a long time ago when I just heard about Bitcoin. It was you know it's the usual um, it's the usual uh, uh, Intro track way. that people yeah the, the usual way that you get introduced to Bitcoin. You hear about Bitcoin first and you say okay they're all toxic maximalists and Bitcoin is slow. So then you hear about some shitcoin. In my case, it was Dogecoin. And I said, wow, everyone here is great and it's fun and it works fast and it's so great. So why not? It will probably win. It will become the new Bitcoin. It could have gone worse like uh, OneCoin or BitConnect. Or... Right. Right. Yeah. So it, did, it didn't go so bad for me. It was a nice introduction. And at some point, <laughs> I just felt like it's not making any sense. So I left. But that. it was fun. It was fun. Much wow. Much wow. <laughs> yeah, it was much wow. It's a, it's a pretty great community, you know? The Dutch, I don't know how what Yeah, I kind of liked today. it, but, you know, very yeah. few. Yeah, <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> but yeah, so everyone goes through that. But no, I, I haven't tried doing any trading anytime in the recent past because uh, I probably suck at it. And also, um, I don't know, it's gambling. It's addictive. Gambling is addictive. It is. I, I never I never done any margin trading or anything like that or, or leverage trading. Um, I did once uh, tried one of those uh, probably fair gambling Bitcoin website. Uh, right. It didn't end bad. It, it, uh, this it was probably up, a long time ago, right? Yeah, very early days. Yes, uh, blockchain info just came out. Oh, and wow. they had uh, Satoshi Dice integration, so I was like, click, ah. click, 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 play with it. <laughs> I wasn't even waiting for the result. I was clicking again. Imagine uh, blockchain how... info integrating a gambling site today. No, that wouldn't uh, <laughs> fly, right? Yeah, a lot of a lot of listeners probably don't know this, but in the early days of blockchain info, they literally had a button when you can you could gamble. You, if you already have bitcoins, you click and you gamble your coins, and maybe you get like more back, or maybe they all disappear. This was yeah. a feature in inside blockchain.info. Yeah, they had a few interesting features. One, another one was uh, buying through credit card or debit card, and they had a limit. But um, I learned that if you clicked on two browser instances at the same time, uh, <laughs> you could bypass the limit <laughs> and buy more. <laughs> so when I saw the price rising on MTGOX or whatever, I was like, "Oh, I cannot! I, I you know, I don't want to do. Uh, I don't want to buy on a, an exchange in Japan." Right. Uh, I didn't do, you know, the the process yet uh, to to get an account, so that was complex, and I just wanted to try. Uh, this, you know, this was really early days, and uh, yeah. and so yeah, I found that bug, and and uh, I managed to to buy a little bit more than than I could. I think the limit was like hundred euros or something like that. Yeah. And then I, you know, ended up gambling it on uh, Satoshi <laughs> dice, and click 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 click. Don't even wait for the for the result. You know, it 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 was. Uh, <laughs> You know, more than addictive, more than uh, anything. At some point, uh, I, I think I lost everything, and um, <laughs> or or you know, I just click, click, clicked and didn't know the results. So I just went to sleep because I ran out of clicks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, that's a sad story. <laughs> well, no, I woke up and um, and uh, you know, one of the last click, click, click uh, uh, won, and then another one lost, but more or less, I was even. Oh, that was okay. that was a uh, yeah that was okay that was my lesson like don't do this ever again. It's uh, it's so, so you addictive. went to sleep depressed and realized Not you depressed lost just just hopeful you know optimistic. Oh, if you were optimistic, that's good. Well, you it could... was uh, look, it was a small amount. Uh, it, it's usually like the amount that you tell yourself, okay, I can go to Vegas. I never right. been to Vegas, but if I was to go to Vegas, I would say, okay, Lawrence, you can waste three hundred euros. But that's it. That's your limit. If you spend those, you're not trying to win them back. That's it. Right. Uh, you're not going to go Martindale on it. <laughs> you know Martindale? No, but it sounds funny. <laughs> it, it's, I think it's the one where you keep doubling up until you make back uh, your money plus some. But right. uh, it doesn't work if you don't have infinite money. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I yeah. remember that when I was uh, in university, then, you know, we studied the uh, statistics or whatever. And like five of my counting friends... cards. <laughs> <laughs> five of my friends were trying to convince me that uh, this thing of just doubling up your bets is surely going to work and you can become rich by just doing it in every casino. No, no, it's and, absolutely and possible. I, and I, it's possible until you run out of money. Yes, but yeah. it works if you have more money. Yeah. If, if you can always get more money, then it's fine. Also, you might, you know, you, you have a problem because you might go with like, uh, I don't know, a thousand dollars into a casino and you start with one dollar and you win and then you have to go with two dollars. You won one dollar. You came in with one thousand dollars, you won one dollar and you have to go. That's you mean very... you're left with some change? Yeah. I mean, you, you win nothing. You won nothing. You won, you, you know, because you have to start very small so that you have space to to make larger bets. And if you win in the beginning, you have to start again from zero. Let's not give people instructions on, on how to <laughs> on gamble. On how to gamble? It's very yeah. important. It's very no. important. It's a very important skill. I'm bad at it and I'm sure you're not good at it. I'm a pro- professional gambler. If you were, I, you wouldn't be on with this, gambling other on people's this money. podcast with me. Come on. I can gamble other people's money. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a good I'm, business. I'm very good And get a it. cut. And get a yeah. cut before losses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm okay. You know what? I'm okay with a cut after wins. I will <laughs> I will only get the cut if you win. Okay. I won't take a cut if you lose. Well, you still... <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, yeah. So you were saying that leverage is a bit like gambling. Using it's leverage. It's the same thing really i mean uh, well, it depends i mean if you you can do like uh i don't know uh i'm saying for the average leverage. person for the average person it's the same thing for for professional traders it may be different but i will never know because i'm not one and i don't really know any perfect trader i think i think you know it, it's especially with the bitcoin market maybe some people were just lucky or dealt with um you know telegram groups yeah uh, you Something you are else. lucky if you have people joining your paid Telegram groups. That's what that's what luck is. Well, that's a safe bet, right? Like yeah, you, that's you a win no matter bet. what. It's a win win lose lose. Yeah, lose. and you usually do it with uh, an anonymous account. So even if people call you out, you don't care. It's a win 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 win. Yeah, no, that's situation. true. That's true. But some people use their faces. Yeah, sometimes. I don't get it. I, like there there are some serial ICO people. Or, you know, altcoins people and, and uh, they, they, they still manage. I don't know how. Yeah, right. People seem to forgive and forget very fast in the space, like in, in, in two weeks, usually. Or, or Yeah, two weeks, but also at, at eternal September. Have you heard of the expression? No. No, I'm kidding. I, I heard of the expression. Yep. When, when you keep having new influx of uh, new users yep. all the time. Yeah, but uh, also the old ones. They, you're right you're right the, but but maybe those were not pure to begin with ah you know the purity thing well uh you have to be open-minded but maximalistic Ma- maximalist right right so do you think we should only accept purists to our show well i don't know i mean we, we already started wrong because yeah you, you seem to know too much <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm going to block myself on Twitter now. No, but that, but then, you know, it's not really fun if it's just me talking monologue. <laughs> That's true. Right. That's true. Okay. So I think it seems like we have a show. Uh, I think so. But I had a question. Like, yes. um, did you personally handle the lightning torch yet? Uh, no. Um, yeah, actually... Kind of. Um, yeah, there was the kind of, there was the guy in uh, Iran uh, that I'm not sure how to pronounce his name, but he's uh, really cool. He tried to get the torch for a very long time. It, it was difficult. I saw because, it. Uh, because, you know, sending it to Iran is difficult. So once he get it, once he got it, he looked for someone in Israel to, to take it. Um, and he asked me if I would want it. And I suggested that it should go to the Tel Aviv embassy. It would be more. Yeah, cool. but I think you're not telling the full story. There was a hop in the middle. There uh, was a from, hop. Yeah, yeah. There, there was another guy outside of Iran, but from Iran. Yes. Uh, that got the lining torch and then sent it to the embassy. Is that right? That's correct. Because, you know, we want to do things the right way and not put anyone in risk, I guess. <laughs> 
So and where did it go afterwards? Um, I think that um, it went to Slashpool afterwards. That's cool. Which is the first mining pool. Yeah, it is. So, yeah. I think Slash wrote the first implementation of, uh, of uh, the protocol. Do you yeah. remember the name? It's uh, on my tongue. Uh, Stratus, right? Yeah, Stratus. Or Stratum. Yeah. Stratum, Stratum, right. Stratum. Yep. Yeah. Great. All right. So Thank now you, they're Eugene. doing both the Bitcoin blockchain and the Lightning Trust chain. Yeah, at some point I, I'll, I'll want it too. How long do you think it's going to go for? Um, there's a limit because there's a limit to the channel size. Um, Can't we go Wumbo? Uh, I don't know. I don't think it will be ready in time. So Wumbo is this uh, flag that you can set in Lining um, to enable bigger channels. Is there a limit to how big they can be? After Wumbo. Yeah, I mean after Wumbo. With Wumbo, is it? Uh, um, there's still a limit, or can that be used by exchanges? I don't know if there's a limit. I don't think so. I don't think there's a limit. Um, yeah. And you know, if you want to just use the payment channel with an exchange, you don't care about the limits anyway. No, you just pre-agree on. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay, great. So this one was fun. Thanks yeah, it was fun. Reckless yeah. Review, the authentic podcast by Toxic Bitcoin Maximalists for Toxic Bitcoin Maximalists. Subscribe now.